have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys, and welcome to Straight From The Chess Podcast. My name is Justin Groth, and I'm your host on this personal development and growth podcast. Listen, if you're new to the show, just want to take this time and welcome you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. And then listen, if you are new, I'm sorry, not new, old, and you're a veteran listener, and you've listened from anywhere from four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever, thank you for tuning back in. Your continued listenership and support means a lot to me. And listen, if this is a podcast you see value in, please, please share it on your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter. Do me that solid. I would appreciate it very, very much. Just helps to generate more awareness of the podcast, the guests we have on, etc. So thank you in advance for that. And tag me at Justin Craig Roth. If you do do that, link the podcast straight from the chest. Again, thank you in advance. So Um, a lot to say, but I'm going to condense it because I can, I can rant, I can ramble forever and I just don't want to do that. But there is a lot to talk about. First, I want to send prayers out to the families who have lost a child in that horrific Texas shooting. My prayers, as I'm sure all the prayers go out to you. Um, I can't, I can't even begin to, to understand what would compel somebody to do that apart from being mentally unstable and just a whirlwind of other, uh, dysfunctions, cognitive dysfunctions and, uh, rather disassociation with reality. Uh, however, um, I had initially something that I wanted to, I wanted to illustrate, but I don't really, I think I changed my mind and you know that in, 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 dare I say in life, but I don't like to start sentences like that in life. But I will say that when things happen to such extreme measures that we don't understand the rhyme, reason, or purpose behind it. And we don't understand why our sovereign benevolent God would allow something like that to happen. I'm not saying he did allow it. I'm just saying, or he did, Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to take a position on that because I know things happen for reasons that are apart from me and my understanding and my logic, et cetera. But it only makes you wonder what was that for? It also makes you wonder what the Holocaust was for. It makes you wonder a lot. I mean, if you if you go back in time and and reflect on past nefarious events that have taken place that have wiped out hundreds of thousands or millions of people, it's like why, why, man? And to then go deeper and know that people have specific talents that are inculcated within them that are meant to serve a purpose on this planet. You're like even further, why you prompt the question even further. Why 
And it's so much for me and my stupid brain to comprehend that I just don't try. And then that's where it ends, I guess, because there's nothing that I can do to understand it better as well as bring it back and bring those lives back that have been lost. The only thing you can do at that point is pray for peace upon the families, pray for a repairment in terms of their intrinsic beliefs and their, their, uh, just their way of their peace in, in life, their way of being, because you know that they are broken. You know that they are besides themselves. You know, and you know that that's going to be that way for a very long time. There are going to be parents that go to bed for a long time and that are going to need massive, massive therapy as a result of what happened. And to understand that one selfish kid was the responsible entity for all of that hurt and heartache to the, I don't, I don't even want to get into it, but you know, you get where I'm coming from. Anyways, I'm going to get off of, I'm going to, I'm going to become derailed here if I keep going. So I'm just going to get back on the tracks. Now, one thing that I've learned about podcasting is that your views can change. Your ideologies are subject to change. And that's all predicated on your experiences in life. It's all, it's really all kind of spun around your afflictions, your experiences, like I just mentioned, and then how you combat them and what you come came to learn with regards to how you combated those experiences and or afflictions. And it's not to say that like you contradict yourself, but then again, I guess you do, you do contradict yourself with certain things and it's just a part of evolving. I mean, I don't think I've ever met anybody that does not contradict themselves at one point in their life or another or multiple times. It just is what it is. And because it's because you evolve, you grow, you learn, you develop into a more, a a more, uh, reflective and introspective human being and you end up understanding that look that that wasn't right of me to do that that wasn't right of me to be that way etc and one thing that I learn about myself is that when I get out of relationships I reflect on the ways that I could have been better and the ways that I was that I could have that I could have been a better partner to them and been better in terms of my own walk and move as a human being. But it's not till you get out of those relationships that you understand this. And it's not until you then reflect that you realize, well, this is actually how I should have been. And this is not a weakness or this is not considered what I thought it was once when I was immersed in the relationship. Because also when you're immersed in the relationship, you're immersed in its dysfunction and its toxicity if that is also an embodiment of the relationship. And if it didn't work out, there's a strong likelihood that one of those existed. And maybe some other things that I'm missing, that I'm missing, but 
in reality, you learn from the experiences that you go through, that you, obviously, you know that saying, you go through it, you grow through it, okay? But what's really important to understand is that if you're not able to, in some respect, shift the understanding of what you once thought was a truth to now it being something else and allowing that, that sort of, that will allowing that to take place, knowing that you're now an evolved, more evolved person. And this is the reason why this is more truthful to you now than it once was maybe two, three years ago, four or five years ago. The problem is that when you're in the relationship, you get jaded, you're fogged, your lenses are not clear and you can't see what really the truth is. And you think you're operating in truth or you think you're operating in the righteous way and you just, you're just probably not. But again, that's a topic for different conversation, but I do want to take one. I want to splice one, one word out of that entire spiel. And that is belief. Now, belief is seemingly a very non-original word, but the belief, and I'm not talking about for purposes of relationships here. Because you end up believing a lot of things in life based on the data you've collected, the experiences you've been through, etc. The thing about belief is that it is exactly what your purpose is tethered to. But people will often say, well, you have to find what you love. You have to find what your purpose is. But that's very nebulous because it doesn't really... It doesn't really showcase an exact pathway towards whatever your purpose is. And the truth is there is not going to be a pathway towards your purpose, but what will be there is the construct of believing in something. So in other words, what are you willing to die for? What are you willing to die for? And I've talked about this to some extent in other podcasts, but That is where your purpose lies in which what it is you're willing to die for something that you feel so strongly for, you will go up to battle for it. You're battling for that specific belief, no matter what happens, even death, if that occurs, you're willing to adopt that. That is something that you have to listen to. And the beauty of the beauty, but also the frustrating part about belief is that the belief doesn't exactly, doesn't exactly illustrate itself very vividly to you. Meaning it doesn't actually represent itself in something that's a tangible thing that you can, I guess you can frame and hold in front of you or put above your bed and look at every day. And that's what I'm after. That's it. Sometimes it's so ridiculously hazy that you have to do certain things in order to come back to that understanding, that notion of this is what I believe. And oftentimes it's your actions that are going to 
essentially complement that belief system. And if you do not facilitate with these specific actions on a day-to-day basis, you're going to lose sight of what you actually believe in. And I know that sounds odd to say, but here's the thing. If you have a basketball that's thrown at you and the moment you get thrown that basketball and you hold it in your hands and you feel the leather and the stitching of that basketball and then you start to dribble the basketball and then you start to run and dribble with the basketball and then you go to the backboard with the ball and lay it in the hoop with a layup and then that something, that feeling that overwhelms you is a feeling of almost like this is what you're made to do. You now have established a sort of belief system in that basketball because it's tethered to you and it becomes you in a sense and you almost find competency in that in the, in the ability to play basketball, dribble the ball, shoot the ball, dunk the ball, etc. And that is essentially a pretense to having meaning in life. So now that specific belief has now, or I'm rather competency has now, uh, now begetted meaning to you, meaning to your existence. Well, now that's going to lend itself its hand towards contribution in terms of how you serve Others specifically with your talent or for purposes of basketball, your ability to be entertaining, your ability to play, your ability to score points and et cetera, et cetera. So the thing is about belief, it's not about just thinking something. It's about applying action that further complements and, and really substantiates that belief system in you to where you now, this is something that is a part of you. It is a part of your identity and it is not something that you're willing to negotiate or absolve yourself from. Therefore, it is something you are willing to die for because it's something that you believe so strongly in that you can't live without. You're willing to die for it. Because a life lived without that specific belief, without that specific thing that you do that you find purpose in, is not a life worth living at all. And by extension, you'd rather be dead. Now that's clearly a bold thing to say, but you understand the analogy. For most of you, That belief is nothing more than an idea you're chasing right now. And the reason why I say it's an idea and I kind of, I kind of belittle it to some degree is because you have not yet seen the fruits of your belief yet. You have not yet seen the fruits materialize from you waking up every day and applying action towards that specific belief. That specific belief that you have that you're willing to die for. You have not yet seen the fruits materialize yet, but that's coming. Those fruits are materializing day by day that you apply action. You fertilize this specific fruit, this endeavor, this belief. You you continue to do that. You will see that situation shift 
and actually provide value to you and not only value, but it's going to provide something in you that's going to allow yourself to be feeling more competent and like you're contributing to the world and it's going to apply meaning as a result. So because all these things are tethered under the same umbrella, but it all starts with you having something that you believe in. And I'm not talking about just religion. I am talking about what you feel that you cannot live without. What you feel that you cannot live without doing, even if that specific thing right now is not showcasing or bearing any fruit. You have to be willing to continue applying action towards that belief, even in the absence of its fruit. And that's where we lose people. That's where we lose people and what they're created to do in life because they just don't have all of what it takes to venture down this path, although it be lonely and disparaging at times, it's eventually going to materialize into something because they're so good and they're showcasing the world how good they are that it can't, it can't, but it's gonna take a lot of time. And that's again where we lose people because they just don't have what it takes to be cut off for the duration of time it's going to take for this thing to materialize into something. And you may be in that position right now. Maybe you've done something for the last seven years and you're like, Justin, if I was that good, this would have already taken off. But maybe not. Maybe you're not good yet. Maybe you're not as good as you think yet, but you're on the path. You're, you've obviously been practicing for the last seven years. May, it's, may it be only take seven and a half years. May it's eight years. Maybe it's nine years. Here's the thing. What else have you got that's better to do with your time? And why would you go this far and then turn back? That's a quitting mindset. You've clearly established the tenacity, the fortitude, the perseverance for the last seven years. This is, dare I say, a part of you now. It is just something that you do. It's how people know you. It's, it's tethered to your identity. It is you. So why would you abolish something based on an emotional feeling because you're frustrated because something hasn't changed and you're just getting down on yourself. Welcome to life. And in life, there are going to be a multitude of things that are going to happen to you that are going to be horrific, nefarious, malevolent, and not something that you want to adopt. But that is what life that's what life is and that's what happens. And even though we hate that, and I even though I'm sure in my in my future, I'm gonna hate the things that are gonna happen. I loathe the day that I don't have my dog any longer. I loathe the day that something happens to somebody that I love. But I do not operate in that because if I did, I would be a very, very poor soul to be around. But it doesn't mean that I'm not that I'm not 
that I'm not understanding of that possibly happening and that every day when I wake up, I'm grateful that that has not happened. I tell you this, and I've told you this on multiple podcasts. When I wake up, I'll tell you a portion of my prayer. First thing I say, first thing, thank you, Lord, that I did not receive any emergency phone calls last night and there was no complications last night, meaning nothing happened to any loved ones or my dog or me when that is and could be the case. So be grateful for that because you may not have tomorrow. So again, predicate your life on things that you believe in. You don't have time to do willy-nilly bullshit and put your energy into that sort of thing. Do things that you believe in. You will identify and uncover your purpose as a result. Done.